Welcome to Thrive Deeper, an ongoing conversation with Dr. Matthew Jacoby, author of the Thrive Bible Reading Guides, teaching pastor and leader of the Psalmist Band Sons of Korah. Join us as we go deeper into the Bible, discussing the passages as we read them together with Thrive. Now here's your host, DJ Payne. Can you believe it? This is it. We're here. Without further ado... It's episode 50 of Thrive Deeper, the big five zero. I know it's just another number, but come on, let's uh, celebrate together. Episode 50, thank you so much for joining us. It's DJ here and joining me in just a moment is uh, my dear friend and your dear friend, Matthew Jacoby. We're going to be going through uh, chapters uh, two, three, four, in there in the Gospel of John. We're looking at, you know, uh, some of the victories that Christ is going to be winning as he begins to emerge into his public ministry. It's such an exciting time in this gospel. I'm so excited to get into this conversation. I know you're going to get so much out of it because I did. All right, so after the break, Matthew and I straight into the gospel of Matthew here on Thrive Deeper. believe it Matt it is episode 50 wow I, I that's a lot of episodes that's a <laughs> is that that's nearly that's, a year right because we do this yeah, every week I was week. to ask how long does that cover oh, well I think there's year. been a couple of weeks very early on where we missed a week so yeah. I think we're nearly we at the year we were a bit year. slack at the start I just we were just busy, all right? Um, but now we are very disciplined and it's yeah. every week by hook or by crook, uh, we have a new episode out. But and it comes out, 50. It, when does it come out? On Friday mornings, yeah. Australian time, Australian yeah. Eastern time, nice and early. I yeah. try, try to get out there 7 o'clock in the morning yeah. on Friday morning so people can start their Friday ready yeah. for the weekend, yeah. anticipated they've done their readings for the week and we're talking about it at the end of the week. Oh, good. I've never actually listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that <laughs> I, I sort of feel like, well, I was there. You know, yeah. I, 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 I was at the live. I was at the live one. I was at the gig. Uh, yeah. I don't need to do any. <laughs> Oh, that is too funny. That is too funny. There you go. What a what a great endorsement. We're going to put that on the poster for mm. the podcast. Matthew Jacoby. Yeah, I was there. I don't actually listen to oh, it. Well, oh, well, <laughs> I would. I, I would. If I wasn't there, I would. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. No, no, it's all good, all good. Episode 50, can you believe it? So one year in uh, and uh, but at, at this stage, we're not, we're not no plans to th- slow it down. We have we have been trying to cook up an idea behind the scenes uh, of trying to do a Thrive Deeper Live. Oh, right. You know, because in our previous podcast that we did together for the church that we go to, we did do well, a couple of... Who's been cooking up this because I haven't been... I'm well, you're, you're, you're the last person. You're the last person. <laughs> Just like you don't listen to the podcast, you don't yeah, plan anything. Right, that's right. <laughs> So we've got we've got some ideas around that. We'll see. That might we might have to wait till episode one hundred to do good. something like that. Sounds good. We just tell you when to turn up, Matt. That's okay. You 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 just rock anyway, up. Anyway, let's get into this. <laughs> We don't want to get too behind the scenes here. All right, now I'm excited. Episode 50, we are here looking at uh, the Gospel of Matthew. We started last week. If you missed out last week's episode, go back and have a listen. It gives you a great overview about what the Gospels are and as we transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament, why the book of Matthew is the first one we've got uh, there. Now, as we're rolling through the story, we now have just entered into chapter 3 of uh, the Gospel of Matthew and we'll, we get introduced to... John the Baptizer. John the Baptist, fiery John. Oh, 
Um, did you ever see the one of the best, my favourite depictions of John was by Michael York in um, Frank, Franco Zeffirelli's Jesus of Nazareth? Yeah. Did you ever see that? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, version? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I actually love that version. It's my favourite. Uh, yeah. Um, adaptation. Of it's very, it's very white and Anglo, you know, like Anglo-centric. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's very European. Yeah, I'll put it, it that me. way. Don't spoil it for me. No, it is. A, it is true. a beautiful yeah. artistic yeah. rendition of, of the film, and there's so many different, tra- you know, uh, betrayal, betrayals, uh, betrayals, portrayals. Yeah. Not only of Jesus in all of the films yeah. and literature and everything we've got, but I, I, I'm equally as fascinated as the portrayals we get of John the Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. You know this this cousin of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Look, he, he he's a he's an interesting guy, and and seems to come out of nowhere. Well, in Luke's gospel, he doesn't, because the interesting thing in Luke's gospel, I won't get into Luke's, because that's that's another time. But Luke's gospel begins with the account of the birth mm. of the prophet who anoints the king, yeah. which is the same pattern as the book of Samuel, of course. The book of Samuel begins with the account of the birth of the prophet, in that case Samuel, yep. who anoints the king, David. And so you get um, so you get more about, <clears throat> well, you get something about the birth of John in, in Luke, but you don't get anything else. And in Matthew, he just turns up mm. and he's dressed in, in, in this, uh, you know, this goat's, he's dressed in goat skin and he, um, he, eats locusts and he lives out in the desert. And so, in other words, he's he's like Elijah. This is how Elijah was, was characterised. Yes, definitely. So he's a prophet that comes in the spirit of Elijah. Now, you say that, you know, and we can we can hear that in our modern ears, he comes in the spirit of Elijah. Is he a reincarnation, the spirit? Is there some sort of ghost haunting or possession here? Yeah. No, the point that you made last week, Matt, that yeah. there are patterns there yeah. are themes. There is a, a follow-on from the Jewish books that yeah. these Jewish readers knew so well. So yeah. as soon as they started hinting of what John the Baptist is like, this type of voice in the desert, the readers yeah. knew exactly what yeah, he was talking about. That's right. About. Even the way that he's dressed is, is like Elijah. And so, I mean, and this is in our uh, in our Bibles, the, the last book of the Old Testament is Malachi. And this is the, these are the last verses of the Old Testament. Um, See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you uh, before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. Mm. So um, he... So there is there is prophesied here that before the messianic age comes, before the Messiah mm. comes, who is both judge and saviour, um, there will come this Elijah will come, mm. uh, not Elijah reincarnated, but one in the spirit uh, yeah. of Elijah, and and in in many ways Elijah is seen as the really the greatest of the Old Testament prophets, mm. and Jesus says as much. In fact, uh, further on in in. Matthew's Gospel. He says that about John, doesn't about he? About John, yeah, the greatest, yeah. that there was none great, greater than wow. woman, uh, born of woman. So, so he, he's seen as the greatest prophet. So, um, so because, and and I mean, John is in all of the other, all of the other uh, Gospels. He's he is the the precursor, the one who prepares the way, announces. Uh, he's the but you know before and this this follows an Old Testament pattern that before before God does anything significant he announces it mm. uh, so there's the you know the word act word act you mm, know, God mm, mm. announces then he acts and of course now God is 
throughout the Old Testament prophets has been talking about the coming of the Messiah. But right before the Messiah comes and even overlapping with the ministry of Jesus, there comes John, who was acknowledged by everyone at the time. And this, is, this follows a, a time of uh, about 400 years of prophetic silence. Mm. That was generally acknowledged. They, they acknowledged that, that there hasn't been a prophet. And yet John is acknowledged by all the people at this time yeah. as being a as being a prophet. So it's like the, you know, the the, the prophetic thing, the, the wheels are now turning again. There's yes. been this period of something's waiting happening. and now something's happening. Okay, so John. And we get the same, comes. we get the same theme again that, that that God is using a prophet, you know, John's out there, and then you see very quickly all of Jerusalem, the Pharisees, the yeah. leaders, the ruling class comes yeah. to him. And again, that same topic and that same theme where John does not trust them and yeah. says that you, you know, like and, and straight away we get, a, you know, another thing, you know, that added on to right. the whole thing yeah. of the the ruling class is not to be, yeah. is going to miss it. Well, you know, it's the same as what happens to the other prophets. I mean, Isaiah yeah. and Jeremiah, exactly the same thing. In, in fact, his message is, is one of, preparing uh, preparing people for the next big thing that God's mm. going to do. And, mm. um, and the, the interesting thing, this is the big thing actually that I, I have on this reading and it's mm. been interesting reading Matthew's Gospel again because I'm so familiar with it but I, I, have, um, I have just loved reading it again and mm. there's so much that has... There's so much that I've seen and gained from this um, in, in, in this new reading. And one of the things here is that it's interesting the way that God is preparing the way. Like, you know, I think um, he wants people to, God wants to connect with people in Jesus Christ. Yes. But for that to, and this is what I'm going to say about then is true of now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um God wants people then and now to connect with Jesus Christ. But what is the preparatory state that we need to find ourselves in order to meet Jesus? And and so so John comes to prepare the way. Uh, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight the path for him. Mm. This is what... um, uh, This is the quote of Matthew about about John. Mm. So... Um, so John is preparing the way. So what does he do? He calls people to a baptism of repentance. Mm. So he's calling people to a place of repentance and repentance merely means, merely, there's nothing mere about it. Repentance means, uh, well, in in Greek, it's a complete change of mind or disposition. It's like flip, I'm, I'm, it's recognising that you have got it wrong, that you've gone the wrong way and turning back to God. It's yeah. this about turn. So um, as we know from Matthew's gospel, there, there, there's going to be lots of opposition. There are yeah. lots of people. It's like God is going to come to his people in Jesus Christ, but lots of people aren't, are going to miss that. I mean, think of the enormity of what is being missed there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so John comes to prepare the way so that people wouldn't miss, won't won't miss. miss this. Okay. Or, or, so that at least some people won't miss this. Yes. And, of course, you know, a number of um, uh, Jesus' disciples were originally from, the, you know, sort of came to faith as it were under yeah, or under came John, back to faith under John. Under John the Baptist. Um, so so he is, he's calling people to this 
posture of repentance. And, you know, the Jewish leaders are complaining because he's baptising people and so he's doing things outside the official. This is their problem actually with John the Baptist. They they actually, you know... um, First of all, their problem is that all the people are acknowledging that he's a prophet, so so they don't want to deny this. But at the same time, John is doing things out because you know the the the, war, the he's doing things outside of the um, the the institution of the but, the, the temple. Okay, well I'm going to push back on that just a bit because this is what jumped out to me. Okay, right? this is this is our introduction yeah. as we go through to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Yeah, that's right. Very imp- This is an very important yeah. class of people, group of people that yeah. that we're going to encounter yeah. throughout the Gospels. Incredibly important. Yeah. And like I've always said, I am a recovering Pharisee. <laughs> I, I, I literally, hold, I like, you know, you meet the alcoholics, you've got a coin, you know, I, I, that is me. Okay. And there is still a big part of my brain that is a religious Pharisee through and through. And, um, you know, and I, I often feel, I know this might sound silly, but I also often put my feet, myself, my, myself in their shoes. And so we see John turn up, the first prophet in 400 years. We see all of Jerusalem coming out to be baptised. And then we see John seeing the Pharisees and Sadducees yeah. coming out and wanting to be baptised as well under him. And his response, and I'm thinking, Oh, this is fantastic. Mm. The leaders are coming out and recognizing this. Yeah. But John, and I'm and this is what I thought. I yeah, want your okay. comment on yeah. this one, Matt. Does John go off his nana here at him? Like his opening line is, you offspring of snakes, you brood of vipers. Like that's his opening gambit to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Yeah. Now, obviously, the readers, the Jewish readers were like on the same page and they knew yeah. they were right there with him. But for us going, oh, my goodness, these guys are the villains straight away. Yeah. Is he saying that because of where their hearts are then or is he saying like, and we get a hint of this, the axe is coming and yeah. you guys will not be prepared. You're going to turn your backs on yeah. the one that's coming. Yeah. So is he being a prophet in the foretelling yeah. Or is he is he responding to where their hearts are now, or a bit of both? Well, it's 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 both of those things. This is a good point, actually. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought this up because I think because of what we know about what Jesus says to the Pharisees, we can caricature them. And, All and the this, time. this is a problem, I think, because actually the, the the Pharisaic movement. If you go back to the time of the Hasidim, that they, they find their roots in a group known as the Hasidim, who, who these are the guys that stood up for their faith oh. in in the uh, you know in the uh, mid second century, in around one seventy BC. You know yeah. the story. I mean, we've covered this in a previous episode. The story of Antiochus Epiphanes and how he outlawed the Jewish faith, and mm. these are the guys that stood up that said we would rather die. Mm. Then betray but our faith, right? They're so, the heroes of the yeah, faith. That's right. They are the heroes of the faith. They come from the tradition of what we've seen of Ezra and yeah. Nehemiah holding yeah. for, holding the Bible so preciously and saying, This is our Lord, this is gonna keep our yeah. people the people. That's right. And then yeah. we get they're the villains? Yeah, so What's suddenly that? they're the villains. And 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 I think it's important to recognize that that they they do belong to a you know, their their group has, you know, um, wonderfully heroic in a, in a faith sense mm-hmm. roots, mm-hmm. Um, but but something something goes wrong with it. I mean, they're still law abiding, and there's this you know that they're still 
they're still as dedicated in that sense. And so much so that they, like we see here, this is the thing that jumped out to yeah. me. They weren't coming because we get an idea in later Gospels that they, were, they weren't happy with what's going on. We know yeah, that they yeah. weren't happy with what's going on. But at least some of them are coming out there wanting to be baptised. Well, I don't know if it says that they're It doesn't say that they're... It says that they were coming to where he was baptising. Oh, in my translation it says the Pharisees and the Sadducees were coming for his baptism. Okay, okay. Right. so, you know, like, again, this might be a yeah, translation sure. issue. And and, it, and, um, and we know that some of them did believe. Yeah, you know, there, there yeah were, that's there, right. There were parts of... Well, this of, is the other good thing to point yeah. out, is that not all of the... Fa- you know, it's that they're not... Uh, they're not all bad guys because they're, um, you know, Joseph of Arimathea yes. and... Nicodemus. And Nicodemus. These, these guys are, are, I think, genuine seekers. Yeah. So there certainly were those... Um, uh, Look, you know, they're coming out to John um, and he is, he is warning them of something. Now, what is he warning them of? He's warning them that, that judgment is coming. Big and, and what, see, really, see, this is the thing. There's something in human nature that when we approach God, we want to bring, we feel that we need to bring righteousness. Mm-hmm. To be, I need to bring right, and and actually these Pharisees, they, they were doing a pretty good job of keeping the law and and to, to the nth degree, and so they felt that they could bring righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, it, it, perhaps not perfect, but to to a large extent. But actually, this is the key thing. This is the key idea in this preparation, yeah. because in preparation, uh, because what what God wants them to bring is not their righteousness; He wants them to bring their sin. You know, he wants them to bring their broken heart. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart, right? That's this is the sacrifice that 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 God wants them to bring, and it's with that that that, that they will meet Jesus. So, so John is preparing the way, right? He's prepare, and he, and he wants people to come to the place of repentance. Mm. And the problem with the, with the Pharisees is that they did in their minds such a great job that they didn't think that there was anything that they needed to repent from. <laughs> And and this is a big problem here, mm-hmm. and um, and so he's warning them, saying that uh, judgment is coming, and 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 you are not going to survive because uh, because you've not brought this, you've not brought this offering of repentance, you've not mm-hmm. come to this place of repentance. The, 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 the next line being like he's you know like your brood of vipers, who warned you. Bear fruit according to the repentance. That yeah. This is a symbol the fruit of, of repentance. Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So he's calling them to bear the fruit of repentance, yeah, right? Yeah. Because they're thinking, hey, our lives are, uh, and and the fruit of repentance is a sense of we we are we, we are helpless without God. Yeah. You know, we're helpless without God. This earnest desire to be. Because remember, when when Jesus begins his beatitudes, uh, which is blessed are the. Yeah. In other words, he's saying, who are the heroes? Of the kingdom of God, yeah. and and you would expect him to say, "Blessed are the righteous." Yeah, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Right. Yeah. But what does he say? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Yeah. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Oh, this is good. And and so yeah. he, and and so John is preparing people. He's preparing the way. Mm. So he's saying, "Okay, you need to meet Jesus in the place of repentance. Mm. This is where you need to meet him." Mm. Now, and and this is signified uh, by baptism. Now. When does Jesus turn up and what does Jesus do when he turns up first time in the story? He, the, yeah, opening introduction to adult Jesus yeah, is, is him, some, him coming to his cousin John the Baptizer saying, I'm baptize here. Me. Baptize so me. So in other words, 
So this is a baptism of, of identification. So yeah. Jesus comes, where does he meet people? At this place yeah. of repentance. Yeah. Not that Jesus is not, have, you know, he's not being baptized, baptized repentance. He's being baptized as if to say, I am meeting you in this place of repentance. Yeah. This is a baptism of identification uh, with these people that are coming to this place mm-hmm. of repentance. Oh, oh, man, it's so rich. Mm-hmm. The fact that John is preparing this way, he's drawing people to this place of repentance. And then when Jesus comes, wh- where does he go of all, all of the... I mean, goodness, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it amazes me. Because, you know, I think, well, like, for example, there were the Essenes, mm. uh, the Qumran community, and, and we don't know of those from, from Scripture, but we know of that from history, uh, that, that there was this hard, hardcore Jewish sect who just didn't even believe that the Pharisees were righteous enough, you know. And they lived in this commune, in this sort of monastic community out in the desert. And, oh, they, they, talk about devotion. These guys were amazing. They, they lived on next to nothing. They, it was all about waiting for, the com- for God's coming, you know. And, and I think... Oh, Jesus, you could have, like, surely he would have gone to them. You know, he would have gone yes. to them. Yeah. Because yeah. Th- th- they, they would have felt prepared. Yeah. We've purged ourselves of sin. Yeah. We're the holiest of we're holy. The holy yeah. We're yeah. the holiest people there yeah. are. Yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't go there. Yeah. He, goes, he goes to the very place where all of the sinners mm. are gathering, and that's at John's baptism. And that's an, another important theme and that's topic. A massive theme for, that we're gonna, for Matthew's gospel. E- exactly. Absolutely. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into uh, the baptism of Jesus under John the Baptist here on Thrive Deeper. Matthew Jacoby. We are only in chapter three of the book of Matthew, uh, the gospel here, and we are just uh, just blown away by already the themes and the pat- patterns that we're seeing uh, in in the introduction to mm. to Christ in, in in around John the Baptist. So in the later half here, right at the end of chapter three, we see that Jesus comes to John and he asks to be baptised. Mm. And John's reaction is just so beautiful when he sees, you know, he finally sees yeah. his cousin yeah. is coming to him. Now, in this in this question, we don't know, we know that in later later uh, Gospels, we we know about the, the familiar relationship yeah. as far as, you know, you yeah. know how, how, they, how they knew each other. Now, we don't know how actually close, did they play yeah. together yeah. as kids or anything? Did they yeah. live next door? We have no idea about any yeah. of that. Do you think... In your understanding, in your imagining, Matt, did, did we know that the baby leapt yeah. when, when you know, the two pregnant mums get together yeah, yeah. and the infant, you yeah. know, John the Baptist knew yeah. that there was something special going yeah. on. Uh, 
did he grow up knowing with this weight on his shoulder, oh, yeah, my cousin, this cousin, you know, my aunt's son mm. over here, is he? he's going to be the one. He is, he is the king and I'm going to have to tell everybody about him. Do, do you think that or – do, mm. or does it come later on? How, I think you know, there are some indications that this is when he uh, – that it's around this time that it's revealed to him. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean we can't we can't be sure of that, but I think there are indications yes. that um, that he, you know, he has this. Re- look, it, it probably doesn't matter. I mean, perhaps it's 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 fruitless sort of. Oh, it totally is. Uh, I'm I'm trying running to work down out when holes. he recognizes this. Yes, but certainly when Jesus comes, he recognizes him yes. because it, you know John's gospel has him declared, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin, sin of the world." Mm. So he does. He does. He does know or recognize him, yeah. and he certainly recognizes him while he's being baptized. Enough to say, when Jesus turns up, he says, "No, I need to be baptized by you." Mm. Uh, and, um, yeah. And I mean, this. It, I'm just going to go back a step because he says um, to the people, John the Baptist says, "I baptize you with water for repentance." But after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. Even there, he's, I think he's still, there's still a sense of, I know this is, guy is coming, mm. but I'm not quite sure it's who it's going to be. And even later, if you recall in Jesus' ministry, John is in prison. He sends his disciples yeah. to say to Jesus, are, are you, you the guy? Are who you really the one? Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, because he's not, he doesn't know it. There's some things that even perhaps caught him by surprise. Yes. He's not omniscient. No. He, John, that is, isn't mm. omniscient. He doesn't know uh, everything. So, so, so I think, um, I think he, he recognizes this on the spot. And as I said, I think this is worth saying something about this where he says, um, sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Um, uh, uh, his winnowing fork is in his hand. So, you know, John is saying, I baptise you with water for repentance. But his baptism, he's going to baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And, of course, that is the that is the um, fire is the standard symbol of the presence of God. Hmm. Uh, he is going to bring about the new, new covenant blessing that Ezekiel spoke, spoke about in Ezekiel 36. You know, I'll sprinkle clean water. I'll put my spirit within you. Um, in Joel chapter 2, I'll pour out my spirit in your offspring. Um, he's saying that... He's he's going to come and bring this about. This, oh, so it's funny. Thing. It's funny. You 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 read that. You read that verse. Sorry, I'm we're going yeah. totally off script here. Are you going to disagree with me? No, 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 no. Not okay. at all. Not at all. I've always read that as an either, an either mm-hmm. verse, not an and verse. As in, as in, I'm talking about verse twelve, yeah. talking about Christ, John the Baptist giving a prophecy about Christ. Yeah. His, uh, you know, eleven and twelve. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And with fire, I, I, I've always taken them as opposites. Ah, okay. Because the next so at thing the beginning is beginning of the age, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, and he will come with a baptism. Yeah, and if you and if you're not in like, because he says he's winning before his hand, he's going to burn you yeah, if you're yeah. not part of him. So I've always taken that like a the opposites, not at the one thing. I and again, it could be totally both. I've never, it could be. <laughs> I've never seen it yeah. the other way. That's just fascinating to well, me. Well, there. you know, I, I I read that in the light of the Book of Acts, yes, which yes. has the Holy Spirit coming upon them and the flames of fire. And I'm reading it in the light of verse twelve, saying He's going to burn the sh- the chaff. So the fire yeah, yeah, is the yeah, opposite okay. of the of the Holy yeah. Spirit. There. Well, yeah, it could be, it could be both <laughs> of those. It could be both of those things. Sorry. So, yeah. So he, you know, he, he is he's he says to John to go forward to his baptism. Yeah. He says, no, you know. He, 
because John wants to deter him, saying, I need to be baptised by you. Because, of course, John's, John doesn't think that he's better than everyone else. Remember, no. John is in this place of repentance as well. John yeah. is, is as much, he wants to be a part of this. So he's saying, oh, great, now you can baptise me. And, and Jesus is saying, no, no, actually, I need to submit to your baptism. Uh, th- and, and he says, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfil all righteousness. Wow. So, uh, he, and that's and that's our opening line, yeah. out of the mouth of the Messiah in the book of Matthew. That's right. You know, the, him speaking to well, you know, that's right. And and you know, we've said in the last episode that Matthew's gospel is all about fulfilling the covenant, yes. and that's the opening and, theme. And, and he says, "We're going to do this because this is the beginning of me fulfilling the covenant." Yeah, covenant, uh, and and. Um, uh, Fulfilling righteousness, you know, doing what is right to bring this mm. fulfillment about. So he, this is a baptism of identification because he is coming to identify with humanity in order to bear our guilt mm. uh, and and um, bring about this reconciliation. So and then it's interesting that we have the um, we have this. Uh, manifestation of the triune, the triunity of God uh, right here at his baptism. It's amazing. So as soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water at that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting in him, and a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Mm. It's one of the most amazing moments of interaction between the... the in, between the persons of the Trinity, this very mysterious idea of the Trinity, where you have the Son being declared as the Son by God who is in heaven, but the yeah. Spirit coming in the form of a dove and yeah. lighting upon him. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The, now, the he, the, the, the other thing, my little note that I left for myself here, and again, I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen this before, in that final couple of verses there, 16 and 17 of chapter 3, is uh, it talks about he saw the Spirit of God descending and resting on him and speaking to him, is the he there Jesus or is the he there John? I'm, I'm guessing that it's John saw this. <laughs> because okay, then, because yeah. it, it sort of mixes, it mixes the he's, it's the, the letting yeah. down of the language here. It's like, uh, but Jesus answered him, yeah. John the Baptist, let it be so, and then he consented John the Baptist, and when Jesus was Baptist, then we've got he again. So I'm guessing yeah. this is an account of what John the Baptist saw. Uh, and he that's saw. That's a good question. And he saw the spirit. Yeah, yeah. Who's the he? I would that say saw, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that it's John the Baptist. Yeah. Because um, yeah. then we get John the Baptist. Then uh, John consented. So, so I think yeah. th- this is this is told from John's perspective. Yes. You know, uh, and so. I, I think that would be John yeah. bearing witness to that. Yeah. Don't we get a later in a later gospel uh, account John testimony, testifying of this very account uh, to to his uh, to other people? Yes. I saw the yeah. you know saw the yeah. So yeah, I'm, guess, I'm guessing I'm guessing we've worked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we worked out. Anyway, let's let's quickly rush on to something that we do know something about. Yeah, so, uh, so that we sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, the, now the, the this the, the text now follows a pattern now. Um, it, the pattern, and we see this in the book of Judges and Samuel, uh, 
the the pattern of God's anointed leader. What happens is that God, the spirit of, spirit of God comes up. They're anointed. The spirit of God comes upon them in power, and then they go and win some battle. Now this happens again and again in the book of Judges. Yes, that such and such the spirit of God came upon them in power, and they went off and defeated the enemy. Right. Yes. Have that number of times in the book of Judges happens to Saul. Uh, you know, the spirit of God comes upon Saul. Yep. The next thing we have is this battle with. Uh, for Jabesh Gilead, you know, anyway, yep. this battle. And time and time again, God's there's enemies. patterns of that with That's David right. and other kings. And, and of course, and David is, is an important one because uh, the, um, uh, you know, David is uh, is anointed as king in, uh, and, and then the very next thing that happens is the battle with Goliath. Yeah. Uh, the famous battle with Goliath. Yeah. So this idea that you are, you, you're anointed Spirit of God comes upon you in in this empowering, anointing sense to this role, and um, and then you go off and win some battle. Now this is exactly what happens, and and what Matthew is, is doing here is saying is showing us who the real enemy is. Because remember, he is preempting everything that's going to happen, oh, yeah. and and at this early stage, he's actually showing us. So. You know, it could be expected that the Spirit of God comes upon him and then he goes and leads the Jewish people against the Romans. That's what they were hoping that, for. That's what they exactly what they were hoping for. This is like another Judas Maccabee, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, so another Maccabean revolt. But yeah. no, he he goes out into the desert and he and he and he does battle with Satan. Amazing. And this is this is the battle that he wins, and he wins it not with the weapons of this world, uh, but with the sword of the spirit, uh, as Paul talks about the sword of the spirit in Ephesians chapter six. And you have this you have this fascinating interac- interaction uh, with Jesus, where he's tempted by the devil. And this there's a pattern to this because each there are three temptations. Mm. Each time. Uh, the first time the devil comes to him and says, tell these, if, now each, this is the interesting thing, because in the baptism of Jesus, uh, God declares, you are the son of God. Uh, yep. This is my beloved son whom I love, with yep. him I am well pleased. That's yep. declared over Jesus. Yep. Now, straight away, Satan comes in and says, oh, really? Are you? No. Yep. It's the, it's the, exactly what happens in Genesis yep. when, you know, did God really say when yep. he says that to Eve? Yep. So this is how the devil works. And and uh, it's funny, and, it's, and I love the, I love, again, this is part of that um, theological biography. Yeah. Right? This is what oh, I love. This about, is rich. Th- th- yeah. It's so rich because the, the fact that it's 40 days later yeah. is just rattled off as a fact, like a little sad. Like we don't, we're not meant to feel like the 40 days. We're not meant to go through that 40 days because it's like a few lines later after God says, you are my son, the next person to speak is Satan saying, if you are the son of God. Like it's it's like it's just a couple of lines apart and we skip over this 40 days. So so what what does 40 remember? Exactly. What, exactly. You know, it's see that 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 reminds you of the forty years wandering in the wilderness. Yes. Yeah. And and so Jesus is in the wilderness for forty years. I mean, mm. he is identifying mm. with God's people. Mm. Like he, he's you know he's come out of Egypt. We've we've heard about him coming out of Egypt. Uh, he's spending this forty days in the wilderness. And what happened? What did the Jewish people do after their forty years in the wilderness? Well, they went. They uh, they defeated the the enemies their enemies in in the promised land. Yeah. And took the promised land. Yeah, this is exactly what's. This is exactly what Jesus is doing. Yeah. he is the new Joshua. In fact, his name is Joshua. Yeah, uh, Yeshua is, yeah, it's, the, it's the, the Hebrew version of his name is is Yeshua, which is Joshua. So he is he is here. He is the new Joshua, mm. and 
after the 40 days, he, you know, um, he endures this 40 days because he's identifying with sinful humanity mm-hmm. and then he's doing battle with the devil. And this battle is amazing. And it's, 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 a, battle, it's a battle of faith too because remember the issue in the de- that whole desert period, the big issue there is there is their unbelief, mm. okay, uh, is to accept that God really was with them and would do what he said. And you're talking about Israel in I'm the 40 years. Yeah, going back to the sorry, Israel. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, to yeah. that was the big issue in the 40 years in the desert. Yes. Will they really believe that they, they belong to God and God is going to be faithful to his covenant? Well, he, here uh, it is declared over Jesus at his baptism, my son whom I love with him, I'm well pleased. Satan calls this into question. Uh, if, well, if you are, prove it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and and he's not saying prove it by doing anything wrong. Yeah, well, this is the... Yeah, you know, the, 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 like it's not like prove it by doing something crazy. Yeah. It's like, listen, you're hungry. If you, were, been 40 if you days. are the son of God, tell these stones. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's actually, it's the, the challenge to prove it, this is interesting, because yeah. the challenge to try to prove it is actually a veiled temptation to doubt it. That's what's going on here. Yeah. Um, by because by by if someone having, says to oh you believe in God DJ oh, come on prove it to me no. actually they're calling it into doubt yes. it, it's like yes. they're, they're tr- it's trying to get you to doubt it yeah. you know so this is what this is what the devil does here and this is going to happen three times each time we're going to notice that Jesus responds by quoting scripture. Oh. Every single time. Hallelujah, amen. This is the sword of the Spirit, right? Amen. He's doing battle and what is his weapon? It's the the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So um, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone but in every word that comes from the mouth of God. And, in fact, he's quoting that very word right Mm. now. Mm. And then, now this is interesting. And and, and that that is beautiful because not only is it sort of answering the surface level question that Satan is firing at him, like feed yourself. You know, yeah, type of thing. You're yeah, starving. Yeah. Feed yourself. But he's saying, no, no, you're asking me to doubt something that my father said to me 40 days ago when I came out, out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I'm remembering, I'm feeding myself yeah, off what I'm, he said. I'm feeding myself on that. Exactly. No. Beautiful. Just, oh. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. So, uh, and then, you know, gets taken to the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, there it is again. Yeah. Uh, same kind of temptation. Wants you to throw this into doubt. He said, throw yourself down for it is written. Then bang, the devil quotes from scripture. Yeah, and and um, this is not only what the devil did, but it's what the devil does. Yeah, and continues to do like twist the scriptures, uh, and quote them out of context. Mm. And he quotes from actually Psalm ninety-one, which a very unfo- you know beautiful part of Psalm ninety-one. He will mm. command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Um, and uh, th- th- there's a whole series of sermons right there yeah. that our enemy knows the Bible oftentimes yeah. better than we do yeah. and can quote it at will. I know. And, and Jesus uh, answers back, uh, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Uh, you know, so he, he's he's correcting. It's like, yes, yes, that's true, but you, you are using that in a way uh, to, to want me to test mm. God and, and, and he's not going to do that. So it's... Um, you know, it's important about what uh, what we do with scripture, as 
you exactly. know, our understanding of Scripture is going to re- be reflected in actually what we do with it. Now, that's an interesting point. We could spend half an hour just on that, but let's, <laughs> let's, let's go. Uh, let's move on. And then the third time the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you if you bow down and worship me. So it's, let's just be direct. It's like yes, say it directly. cut to the chase. Yeah, let's cut to the, cut to the chase. Um, Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is also written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him. So it's like he, he he's one. Mm. You know, he, he has resisted he has resisted uh Satan and I mean so this is you know, Satan's gonna come and uh still try to strike at his heel, um uh, as it were, uh to invoke um you know that that idea of Genesis three fifteen. Uh but he's gonna crush the devil's head. Yeah. Finally, actually yes. at his crucifixion. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But it's just it's rich. Yeah, it's oh, rich stuff. there's so much in yeah. here. One one last question. We've running out. We're running out of time, and we've got to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, in reading this again, um, I've thought about it in in a couple of different ways. Do we see? You know, it, it says right at the beginning that um, you know that that Jesus had been fasting forty days and forty nights, and then it was you know then then mm. the tempt of the saint came to him. Do we think that these three temptations happened bang after bang after bang succession? Or does it was do you, do you imagine in your mm. in your imagining of the space between you know, like did Jesus have time to recoup? I mean, have you again again mm, fruitless, yeah, yeah. pointless want, questioning about this? But just I wonder if it was in quick succession as a battle, like it happened so so quickly after each other. Or do I wonder if Jesus had time to recollect him, like collect himself in between, think, and Satan left and came yeah. back again? Well. Um yeah, I mean, the short answer is that we don't really yeah. know, but it seems there must have been some time because he takes him to the temple, uh, you know, takes him to Jerusalem and he has him stand in the temple and he's out in the desert. So, I mean, it's not it's not a hugely long way that the if you go east of Jerusalem, you're in the Judean desert yeah. almost straight away. Okay, so do you uh, think do you think that they actually physically went there? or I mean, because they're standing way up on some pinnacle or are they there in the spirit? Is he yeah, it, swishing them around? Well, well, and, it could have been, yeah. We don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm really. I'm not. I'm. I'm uh, the, the answer. I should have just stuck with. I don't know. Um, but there, there certainly could have been a, a time here mm. in, in which this this happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let, let, let's leave it there. It's a great place to to pause mm. because Jesus is 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 victorious over mm. the real enemy. The angel. His angels are coming and ministering and making sure that he's yeah. physically okay. Yeah. So. So he, he now we open up into the ministry of Jesus, yes. and, and and he, the, so he has won this battle between him and Satan. But now he's going to set about destroying the works of Satan in the world. Yeah. This is his, he, he is, um, Jesus is coming to uh, establish his kingdom, which means yeah. to drive out the kingdom of Satan. So mm. it's this is, uh, he's kind of won this kind of mini D Day kind of thing here, and now. He's, we're going to see Jesus casting Satan out and exercising authority over Satan. Yeah. Um, and uh, and everything that we've read so far about Jesus being baptised, meeting people in that place of repentance, about the Herodian opposition to Jesus um, and about Jesus' war with Satan, these are all of the themes that we're going to see uh, unfolding as we work through Matthew's Gospel.
go. Episode 50 in the can. What a great conversation. I am absolutely loving this uh, new study into the Gospel of Matthew. And I'm so glad that you can be part of the journey here on the podcast. I hope that you're part of the journey in the actual reading as well. And by reading, I mean reading the Word of God. I mean, we see right there, Jesus gave, gives us a fantastic example. How does he do battle? How does he, how does he combat temptation? Only through the Word of God. That's it. So let us let us take that story and let us resolve that we should be reading through the passages there together. Fantastic that we have the daily reading guide of Thrive, and I hope you've got a copy of that, whether it's a, the new physical one or the new digital one that we've got for your ebook reader. Uh, whatever you've got, go through the study, but please do not put off the fact that, you know, getting into the actual gospel, getting into the actual words of Christ in the book of Matthew, that's where it's all at. That's what's going to actually feed our souls and keep us going. Well, uh, as always, like like we say every week, if you've got a question, you've got a comment, you've got anything there, please get in touch. Episode 50, if you've been listening to all 50's episodes, even if you don't have a question, if you just want to say, well done, congratulations, we'll take that as well. Get a hold of us. We would love to hear from you. And you can do that by heading over to thrivetoday.net.au. All right, for D, this is DJ, and on behalf of Matt and Stu, we just want to say thank you so much for all the support over these last 50 episodes, and here's to another 500 more. We'll see you next week on Thrive Deeper. for listening to Thrive Deeper. We value all our listening community. If you are on Facebook, search and like Thrive Today page to get all of our latest updates. Our home on the internet is at thrivetoday.net.au. There you can subscribe to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide and contact us directly. That's at thrivetoday.net.au. Until next time, thrive. thrive.